Is the lever pulled? Did it you is. pull the lever? The lever is in fact pulled. All right, folks. A homecoming victory. And I, I want to start this thing off by saying this. Wolfpack Nation, we are passionate. We are a group that shows up. We are a group that does everything that we can do. Grayson and I were out there. We saw lots of folks at the uh, homecoming tailgates. We saw some regulars, um, regular listeners, regular commenters at the tailgates. It was great seeing y'all. But I just have one complaint. I just have one complaint before we get into the game. We need to learn to enjoy things a little bit, right? We need to learn to enjoy things just a little. Just, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Wolfpack played the greatest game there will ever be, that there will never be another better game than this, that everything that we did was perfect. I didn't, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is this. There are some people still saying, I'm not sure if we get to a bowl game. Dude, this is win number five. We, we got to win one of four down the stretch. And you're telling me that that's impossible? Grayson and I have talked about this from the jump when we uh, first were coming off of that loss at Duke. Every game left is winnable, but every game left is losable. And to be quite honest, to be quite frank, this was one of the more, this was one of the less winnable games if we're looking at the rest of the schedule. Just being completely honest, just being completely uh, respectful in this thing. Clemson's one of the best teams we had left on the schedule. So this is a moment where Wolfpack Nation, let's enjoy this. Let's embrace this, right? Like the, the reality is what Steve Smith said about us looking forward to basketball season is in part due to the fact that there is a, a and I don't think that this is the majority, but I think it's big enough that it needs to be addressed. There's a large enough sect of our fan base that every time something goes wrong, it's like, all right, F this, we're off this team. You know, with all due respect, it shouldn't be like that. Have we lost games that we shouldn't? Absolutely. Should we have been probably starting MJ Morris from the start of the season? Absolutely. But damn it, we're at where we're at. And, and these boys deserve our respect. Again, if you don't feel like the whole team, if you don't feel like every player deserves respect, look at Peyton Wilson. He deserves your respect. He deserves you to show up. He deserves that. If you don't think that everybody in their mama deserves it, look at how MJ Morris has been playing. He's he deserves your he deserves it. He deserves. I'm not saying that either one of those guys are perfect, but they've been darn good. They deserve for us to show up and give them credit, give them props. And, and at the end of the day, each win, again, each win is like a baby, right? Doesn't matter what what the baby looks like, doesn't matter if the baby is differently able, doesn't matter. It's your baby. So what you gonna say about it? It's the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. This win may not have been pretty, but it's our baby. And so we ought to be happy about. All right. The YouTube link is now out. We're still seeing a bunch of people jump in here. So we will go ahead and officially kick this thing off. Where did that go? One second. Oh, here we go. Oh, and just as another aside, the defense cannot get enough praise, enough love out of this thing. Um, you know, we, at the end of the day, this was a game that I knew our defense was going to have to carry water. I, I didn't think that our – again, the average amount of points scored in a FBS football game is, I want to say, 30.5 or 31. And I knew that our defense was going to have to carry this game. And I said before the game, it was going to be a race to 21. And lo and behold, 21 did something for you. Because if you got 21 in this game, hey, you were going to hey. be the winner. So that's that's what we're looking at here. Um, but, again, this is a, this was a great team win. You know, the offense capitalized when we got turnovers. The defense was scoring. This is a game where 
again, you, you've got to give this thing some love and all that. And we're also figuring things out. We're also figuring things out on the fly. We're figuring out ways to get our playmakers the ball, to let them make plays and all that. So all in all, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, as as Eric Bieniemy said, this game ain't about numbers. It's about alphabets. And the only alphabets that matter is W or L. And we took a wuh, not a luh. And so we're happy with that. All right. We'll officially get into it now. This live episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Wolfpack Nation, what a win! Twenty-four to seventeen victory over Clemson in the Textile Bowl. Homecoming victory for NC State and Dave Doran. Kenton, do you want to start with Dave's comments back to Steve Smith? I think that's 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 hot on the presses as we know it here. Well, first thing first, Locked On Wolfpack would like to directly address Steve Smith. Oh, you're Grace going for it. Myself. We would <laughs> like to directly address Steve Smith and tell him, hey, we're sorry that your Utah Utes lost today, but every team couldn't lose today. We cannot relate to that. Ice up, son. But with that being said, um, Dave Dorn, you know, Dave Dorn uh, watched the uh, pregame with College Game Day and all that where, you know, Steve Smith, Utah Ute, Carolina Panther, Baltimore Raven, future Pro Football Hall of Famer most likely, uh, said, hey, you know, this is not the Clemson team that we've seen and we've loved, but NC State is already looking forward to basketball season. To which Doran had to say after this game, hey, by the way, tell Steve Smith we're not a basketball school and he can kiss my ass. Now, that's what Doran said, you know. Now, granted, we got the approval from Mr. Lock and Company before we said this on air because, obviously, you know, we didn't want to get that call saying the Locked On Wolfpack is shut down. Hey, don't but, shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. We just delivered the message. That's all we're doing. We're delivering the message, so that's all we're doing here. No, very funny. Um, one of our listeners had tweeted at us that that is what Dave had said. And, you know, I looked at it and I was like <clears> – <throat> What's it, what no are you talking about? And yeah, then lo and behold, yeah. I saw the clip come through. I was like, we got Salty Dave. Salty yeah, Dave right. is back yet again. He remains the absolute best version of Dave Dorn. And you you, you just wish you could get Salty, Gabe, Salty Dave for 12 games a year. Listen, not only 12 games a year, let's get Salty Dave calling the plays. I don't want regular Dave. I don't want happy <laughs> Dave. I don't want relaxed Dave. I want Salty Dave. If you go get in the nausea and say what we need to do, I want Salty Dave there. I want Salty Spittoon Dave there. Do we got to bring back the Jack Tocho talking about out-of-shape coaches to get you fired up, Coach Dory? Because we'll do it. We'll do it. I, Jack Toto's my old roommate. We can get him on the phone. We can get him on the phone to call some coaches pudgy if that's what we need to do. But very seriously, you know, it, it's it's a thing where I, I understand the, the chip that Doran has on the shoulder. I mean, it's the chip that many of us NC State alums, uh, play, former players, players and fans carry with our, in and of ourselves, right? And it's, it's beautiful to see that. I just want to see it all the time, right? When we take that lead that we took where it was like, what was it, a 14? Was it 14 or 17-point lead? We were, uh, up, where we, we were up 10-0, and then I think uh-huh. we were up 17-7. Okay. And then it was 24-7 as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so when we took the 17-point lead, I want to see you put your foot on the gas, brother. Right. I want to see you mash that thing down. What there, there are certain teams that you can feel them about to break. And Grayson talked about this front via the Twitter. He said, there's blood in the water. You could this, smell it. This game is almost over. And I heard Drake queuing up in the back. Oh, just hold on. We're going home. But we could not. We could not get that one touchdown, that one pivotal stop that officially breaks this team, that officially says, all right, pull the starters, put the backups in, let some guys who are who are not playing get some reps and all that. 
we were right there, and we'll get to that later. But again, this all in all, a win is a win is a win. And also, let's also talk about this, right? One thing that I think needs to be talked about in terms of like, you know, people being critical is when we were underdogs in this game. I want to say 10-point underdogs. 10-point so, underdogs. So technically, this is a 17-point swing from Vegas and what they thought. And let's be honest, the house always wins. Vegas is good at this stuff. If they weren't, it wouldn't exist anymore. It'd be carry or something. I, I don't know, but th- there would not be a betting capital in Vegas if the house wasn't good at picking these spreads and odds. So this team coming out and doing what they needed to do to win this game, again, everything didn't have to be perfect. Everything most likely never will be perfect. Take the wins where you can get them. And we'll talk about and dissect and break down the little things of like, hey, we don't want to see KC be the leading rusher. Or, hey, we need to get better play calling when we're up a lot. But a win is a win. Let's take it. Let's enjoy right. it. Right. Yeah, we, we will certainly look at Kenton's keys on Monday because I think we fared very well against them. But it brings up the bigger point here. We talked about the, the defensive side of Kenton's keys. You had to go out and make Cade Klubnik beat you. And that is ultimately the position that we put Clemson in. And that was the result you got on the field. The the struggles that Clemson has had on offense are well-documented. Absolutely. Credit to Tony Gibson for understanding the assignment and having these boys ready. That will lead me into my next point. Peyton blank, blank Wilson. One of the greatest talents we have seen come through the red and white. And I, I tweeted multiple times. He's Superman, and the the pick six that ultimately just fell into his lap and then he dove into the end zone with, I believe that cemented his legacy. Of course, we still got four more games and hopefully a bowl. That play may have cemented his legacy on this program as one of the all-time greats. I think that that play got his name in the ring of honor here at NC State. Yeah, I'm going to say something, and and I'm – I mean this very genuinely. If this team is undefeated or a one-loss team, I think that uh, Peyton Wilson is in the Heisman conversation. I think that this play solidly puts him in the Heisman conversation. I don't think that he'd be the front runner. I think he'd be in the conversation after today's game because Peyton Wilson is a stat sheet stuffer supreme. You Every time you look up, he is one of the guys that is is doing amazing things. And here's the thing. Statistically speaking, this is one of his least impressive games on the season. It's because he missed a bunch of time there at the statistically, end. Yeah, because of the cramping and all that. Statistically speaking, this is one of his least impressive games statistically. But if you watch the game, you turn on the tape, he had his Heisman moment in this game. I think that he is your buckets winner. I think that he is one of the best defensive players in all of the country. And again, I, I've talked I've talked about this before. But when I talk to draft experts about Peyton Wilson, I always hear the same thing. First-round talent, injury problems. First-round talent, first-round talent, injury problems. First-round talent, if he can stay healthy, first-round talent. You know, this year, him staying healthy, I think at this point, first round may be out the door for him. But I think he could go early second, maybe even mid-second. At worst, I don't see him going beyond the fourth because of how, how well he's playing this year to where even if you do say, hey, there's a chance he gets injured, I don't care. If there's a chance that he gets injured, but there's a a 40% chance that you get this guy on the field for 17 games, you take it. Yeah, and you know that the pick six that Peyton had, I believe that put us up 17-7. And then shortly thereafter, that's when KC went for whatever, 80 yards or or however long that touchdown was. That was the point you smelled that blood in the water. That was the point 
where you, you, you looked at the score, you looked at the time left on the clock and how the defense had performed up until that point. And it's like, okay, if we can just have competent offense for like one or two drives, this game is over. The defense yes. has done their job up until this point. And then now that'll lead us into the, I guess, a deeper conversation about this offense. We're going to do this real quick. We're going to pay some bills and then we're going to touch on the offensive performance as a whole today. Our first sponsor of this live stream is FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get up to $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's right, just $5, and you can get up to $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If you want to smash that over or under wins on NC State's uh, total wins, if you think we're going to cross that six-and-a-half mark, I tell you what, a win against Clemson makes you feel a little bit better about it uh, with four weeks left to play. But go to FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right. Now diving back into this discussion of the offense, we're going to yeah. touch, of course, more on the defense as well, but we're just going to play a little ping pong here, go back and forth, hit the main points before we get well, out of here. Well, and I, also, I, I think that if we're talking about the offensive defense, I think that you, you'd you have to say the same things about the two groups. I mean, when they're mm-hmm. aggressive, when they're aggressive, both of them look good. When they when they were rolling and being aggressive, I think that both groups look good. Mm. It was only to me when they took the the uh, their foot off the gas. I will say this: when they tried to go verts on first down and and got a sack, like okay, we I'll live with that. I'll live with that. In in terms of you know your offensive line just didn't get what you needed done there, but at least you tried to be aggressive and push it downfield on first down. But the defense when they went in that little kind of shell where they were only rushing three to four every play toward the end of the third quarter. And then they gave up that long drive to Clemson. Like, that's what I mean by they. you kind of look at them and say they're in the same vein in some respects. I'm not saying that they played at the same level because that's objectively not true. But from the standpoint of when they got conservative, both got torched, I think that that's a fair assessment. That No, that is true. Um, I do think the the offense is good in that sentence. The word good is doing some power lifting. It's doing some heavy lifting. Yeah, it's doing some heavy lifting. <laughs> um, I got you. you know, a lot of the same struggles. I, I think the the shifts made in the O-line, uh, ultimately it was more of the same. Um, yeah. Did did okay. If I have my stats in front of me, I believe MJ only took two sacks. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty good because you have a, a, a star-studded defensive line over there at Clemson, their linebacking core as well. For an offensive line that has struggled for most of the year, two sacks against Clemson, as good or bad as that looked, I think I'll take that. I think I'll take that. Now, the running game just couldn't stay consistent enough there. Of course, I I tweeted the Bart Simpson meme of him writing Feed Michael Allen a million times on the chalkboard. He only got seven carries. I think it was a grand total of 19 yards. He had a, uh, a long rush of 12 yards that could have gone for about 60 if not uh, tackled by a cleat. So again, just so, so close and having a dynamic run game, but alas, uh, still, still not quite there. Let's talk about Brennan Armstrong a little bit. And I guess the the real question here is why, why? Because on a surface level, I understand 
where you feel like you can have an advantage in bringing him in, maybe in the red zone, just mixing up a look here. Again, like we saw in the Marshall game, too much. Too much Armstrong. Too cute. No, no. I mean, you, you cannot afford to do this, especially against a team like Clemson. Yeah. When Clemson hands you food and you knock it on the floor, that's the kind of finish you're going to get. And more often than not, you're on the other end of it. So yeah. it, it almost feels like a bit of an anomaly because we, I believe you mentioned this before we jumped on here, Kenton. Clemson topped us in nearly every offensive category with the exception of turnovers. Yep. Yep. They and have still, more, more passing yards, more total yards, uh, more rushing yards. Yeah, they, they beat us in pretty much every every category offensively with the exception of turnovers. And still, we are alive to tell the tale. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's quite remarkable. And I tweeted at one point during the game, the rest, or I think it was maybe halftime, I said, the rest of this game, you're going to be looking at field position. I think it was just field position. Yeah, that ended up being the story there because – the, the the offense just just crawled back into their turtle shell. I mean, yeah. it was it was a combination of struggling to get through Clemson's defense, maybe some play calling, all of the above. A lot of the same problems we saw at Duke, we saw against Louisville, same song and dance. But I, I think we also need to shorten our rotation. We need to shorten. Again, we need to shorten. Yeah. We need to shorten all of our rotations. There, number one, there should be no quarterback rotation. With all due respect to Brandon Armstrong. Love the guy. He seemed to have done everything well. This is not a guy that I'm like, oh, my God, he's been a disruption. He's been a cancer. I, I put in the calls and asked, like, hey, what's going on with that situation? How's Brennan? Everybody said that by all accounts, he's been phenomenal. He's been phenomenal in, in taking the clipboard, putting on the ball cap, and saying, hey, MJ, this is what you want to look for. This is what you want to see and all that. With all due respect, MJ is looking fast now. He's looking comfortable now. He's looking like he can get it done in the run game now. So if we're going to to say, hey, let's go quarterback draw, just run it with MJ. Just run it with the the guy. Because now when teams see Brennan Armstrong in the game, what do you think is coming, Grayson? You know what's coming. That's the problem. What do the percentages say is coming? A quarterback run. So if I'm looking at this situation, I'm saying, hey, just leave my guy in there. The running back rotation. When we got a 17-point lead, Deborah Mims didn't have a touch all game. Why would you put him in in that moment? With all due respect, he's been our short yardage guy all year. Why do you put him in when you finally go up 17? What are we What are we doing there? You know, and, and so that's another moment where I'm saying, all right, what's going on here? And um, in terms of in terms of the um, wide receiver rotation, I think that they're finally starting to shorten that one up a little bit. But even in that room, I'm starting to, you know. The, pro- the problem is it's a rotation of one, and everyone else is just kind of there. Yeah. It's Casey, yeah. and it's everyone else, as, yeah. it, as it has been for the entirety of the season. Yeah, I guess, yeah, we should now touch on Casey. A dog. A capital yeah. D. D-A-W-G. A dog. Yeah, yeah. Casey. He is, he is the offense. I was just about to say, he. if, if your name isn't uh, – if your last name isn't Morris – if, if it has to be Concepcion, if you've done something super relevant in, in the past couple of games, because that's just the reality. KC is one of the only guys to show up game after game after game. And it's, you know, we had the third down drop by Vereen up on the screen. But let me tell you this. What have I, what have I always said on this show? I'm okay with the young guy making the young guy mistake. He's a true freshman. I'm okay with a true freshman making a true freshman mistake. I'll live with that. I'll live with that because guess what? Next year when when um, Penix is gone and he's the guy 
what happens. Oh, I've lived with the mistake of knowing not not paying attention to, hey, I'm probably going to be the hot read. It's going to be in my chest right away if they're blitzing. Or, hey, this route, they're, MJ's going to hit me right here. They're going to have that because they'll both be running with the ones all offseason. That's your tight end one. That's your QB one. They know each other. They built that relationship. They're going to go set some records together. I truly believe. And I, I mean this with everything in my heart because, you know, I, I got some texts during the game saying, looks like your MJ, uh, looks like your Juice Vereen propaganda must stop. And I said, <laughs> I will never stop being a Juice Vereen apologist because he's a freshman that shows all the talent and potential in the world. Now, in a year or two, that potential needs to turn into actualized performance game in, game out. But for now, it's the same thing that I said about what if MJ is as bad as Brendan Armstrong? It's okay because he's a true sophomore. I'm okay with the true sophomore not knowing how to read defense and learning it on the go in these games. I'm more okay with that than saying let a six-year guy go out there and muck it up in that same way. So I'll give that same grace to Juice Marine because I'm universally, uh, if we're going to lose, lose with the young guys who can then learn how to win. And then when it's their turn, they teach the younger guys how to win from what they've seen in the past. Yeah. You know, something that I found interesting here only had – I think four people that were targeted on the day now only threw 20 times and completed just 11 of those. Yeah. Um, I believe it was, I think this is Logan Jackson here talking about MJ's performance played. Okay. Missed some throws at stall drives again, wide receivers didn't exactly help. I know Julian gray had a brutal drop down, down there in that fourth quarter, you know, no Rosner today. Uh, Juice Farin dropped really his biggest opportunity Keon Lassane had a very, very key uh, catch on third down. That ultimately stalled out as well. You know, it's just the the consistency is still a work in progress. And, you know, that's – it even just highlights Casey a bit more than maybe he even has gotten so far because, you know, just the the little things, taking a slant route to the house, just making one guy miss and he's off to the races – it's sometimes less is more. Yeah. And yeah. when you're when you're asking for sometimes the bare minimum and you can't get that, it is oh my gosh, it is so frustrating. But you know, ultimately here I, I said it earlier, it almost feels like an anomaly to walk out of this game with a victory, but certainly happy to do so. Yeah. Yeah, and and absolutely and I'll I'll tell you this much. If Paler is a uh, half three quarters of what he's advertised to be. And we have him and Casey and obviously uh, Juice Vereen, that's a year older, catching passes from MJ Morris. I'm going to tell you right now, that is a, that's a scary sight for a lot of defenses. Help, help is on the way. It feels bleak for the remainder of this year, potentially help is on the way. And 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 here's, here's the reason why that's a scariest sight, because I've heard about the, you know, we have folks in the comments talking about the offensive line. You're absolutely right. Yes. You're absolutely right that the offensive line has problems. Here's how you solve that. When you can pass the ball effectively, when guys can hold on to the ball and not only hold on to the ball, when you got guys that when they when they get that ball in their hands, it's primetime TV and they can catch the ball at a high level, you got something dangerous on your hands. Now, KC is already one of those guys that he's one of those ones that when he touches the ball, it's a scary sight. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, Jonathan Paler, from everything that I've seen, I've only said this about one other player that I've seen at play. 
I saw him play for five minutes, and I said, that's enough. He's it. You know who that player was, Grayson? It's a Peyton Wilson. It was Peyton Wilson at yeah. Orange High School. That's the only other player I saw for five minutes and said, oh, this is it. This is it. And I, I want to say this. Other than when we got up 17 points and started to get conservative, I think Anai did a wonderful job. I really do. I don't think that he did. The Delbert Mims runs stalled all progress to that point. And this is no disrespect to Delbert Mims. This is no disrespect to, to him because he's he can't block and run the ball. The offensive line is not at that level to where we can know, hey, lean on them to ice the game up. We need if, if throwing the ball was what got us the lead, we need to continue to push and maintain that and throw in the run sparingly. But we can't lead with that. We can't. That's a bad idea. That's a really bad idea for how our O-line is playing right now. With all due respect to the offensive line, Coach Doran, if there's anybody that's getting in that portal, anybody that we've seen play good snap somewhere else that's been a baller, uh, in the words of Travis Scott, pick up the phone, baby. I know you're home, baby. I know you're Give home, baby. <laughs> Give him a call. Give him a call because, I mean, we, we need offensive line help, but we get there by, again, continuing the play call. Don't get conservative because you have a lead. Continue what you're doing, and that way the run comes as a surprise. Teams know when you play NC State, when they get a lead, they feel like it's comfortable. I can guarantee you as sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west, the next two plays out the gate are going to be inside zone or outside zone to the field. I guarantee it. I guarantee yeah, it. And, again, I don't get paid millions. Grayson don't get paid millions. The guys who do get paid millions, they know it's coming. They know. Yeah, it's it's reached the point where the offense. I, I believe you're you're looking at the final product. It, yeah. I don't think it gets any better than what we're currently seeing, and you certainly hope it doesn't get any worse. I'd say the Duke performance was as bad as it gets. So at least we improved from that uh, from then to now. But yeah, you, you talk about the portal. We're gonna have to do some serious shopping on the offensive line. Maybe probably another running back or two. The wide receiver room for sure. Of course, you have some talented freshmen coming in, and then you got to look at the uh, the defensive side of the ball as well. Probably gonna need some linebacker help, maybe even a defensive lineman or two. Big time shopping this offseason for this uh, NC State Wolfpack program. Um, but it, you know, it's we we talk about having to consistently ask too much of the defense. Yeah. It reached that point again today, and it was just yeah. please don't break, bend, bend, bend don't break lucky to not break there in the end because it had it, it had every indication that it, we were about to die a slow death before we didn't and to again to walk away with this win it feels like an anomaly we're pleased and this is the difference between be happy we won against Clemson and against Virginia this feels vastly different yes, yeah. but you were looking at a very similar situation there at the end, you had a lead. You can't do anything offensively. Okay, defense, we're struggling here. Get back out there and win us a ball game. Again, r- despite being pleased with the win, you should feel fortunate to to walk away with this win, getting enough pressure on Klubnik as we did all, all day long. It was simply just enough. Um, I'm going to read another ad here. We're going to look at some comments, give our final reactions. We're going to keep a little meat on the bone for Monday's episode, uh, but we're going to read this ad, read some comments, get everyone out here so we can paint the town red this evening on Saturday <laughs> night. Our next sponsor of the day is Game Time. 
Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you're looking for tickets for next week's Miami game, we are at home again next week against the Miami Hurricanes. That is a big-time deal. I think they just knocked off Virginia in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. But you shouldn't have to worry. You shouldn't have to worry when buying your tickets to your next big event. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find the last-minute deals. And with zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you can find the same tickets, sorry, if you can find the tickets in the same section and row for less on another site, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. For all of you listening to us now, we'll save you 20 bucks next week if you want to see NC State take on Miami. But again, you got to create an account and use redeem code Locked On College. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E, Locked On College, for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So, final thoughts. We're going to read some more comments, of course, as well. Final thoughts before we get out of here uh, Saturday evening. I'm still up here in the press box. Hopefully they don't turn the lights out on me. Some of them are motion censored, as you might have seen. It's getting a little bit darker here. But all, all in all, it is a good win for NC State, 24-17 to 17 victory. Kenton, what are your what are your lasting impressions here as we're, we, we begin to wrap this thing up? I don't want to talk about this game. I want to look at the future a little bit. Okay. Because, again, NC State fans, Wolfpack Nation, I need us to be a little less pessimistic. I know that it's better for their health that way. I know. But just enjoy the high blood pressure and go work out a little bit. Okay, let's talk about what I'm hearing in terms of, hey, this team probably won't win another game all season against the Miami team that got taken to overtime by Virginia. You just can't see a way that we win that game. Miami's very beatable. A Miami team, a Miami team that lost to Georgia Tech and had three turnovers in that game uh, via all via Tyler Van Dyke. Wake Forest, we've lost to Wake Forest for forever. A Wake Forest team that's currently one and four in conference. That that's the team that we can't beat. Virginia Tech, they're getting better and better each week. Sure they are, but getting better and better against whom? Like, with, with all due respect, and this is not to, to joke around or play around and say, like, oh, that's a terrible team and it doesn't matter who they beat. Yeah, they're getting better, but their three conference wins came against Pitt, Wake Forest, and Syracuse, all three of which are the bottom of the conference right now. And then, of course, we have a team that has not beaten us in over, uh, what what is it? 500 what's what's how many minutes is in a year or actually let's just do days over a thousand days of not beating us right over a thousand days of not beating us and all of a sudden we believe that a team that lost to the same virginia team that we beat is just there's no way that we win there i'm not saying that we went out here i'm not saying that i'm not saying i'm betting my house that we went out but what i am saying is don't give up on this team don't give up on this here. team. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pose this to our audience here. I want to see everyone jump in here with your comments. So we asked this earlier in the week, you know, what, what were your, what were your temp, what your temperature was the rest of the season with these last five games. Now, after we have beaten Clemson, we have Miami, we got wake on the road, Virginia tech on the road, and then UNC at home. Let me see some temperature checks. Where do we think now after we beat Clemson, where do we finish these last four? Let me know. I'm going to see some comments here. I'll put them up on the uh, on the board. 
Also, yeah. go, you give your thoughts, Kenton. Where do you think we're going now after this, after beating Clemson? I mean, I, I I stick with what I predicted before the season. I think this is an eight or nine win team. I think this is an eight or nine win team. I don't. I'm I'm saying eight or nine, including the bowl game. Um, you know, this is a team that I think we can get done. Like like we talked about coming into this week, winning out is possible, losing out is possible. I'm not sure if our offense can do enough to win out the rest of the four and a bowl game. I'm not sure if they have that in the bag. But what I do know is that this team believes in each other and plays for each other in a way that you can tell. Like, if if you've ever seen a team where the defense hates the offense and vice versa, you can you can kind of feel it. Like, you can watch them. You can watch their body language. Grayson, you were there in person. And and I don't think that you saw that. I don't think that you saw a team that's like, offense, can you do something? Can you give us anything? I don't think that you saw that. So I think that this is a, a you know, a situation where, yes, we could we could win out. But I, I think the most likely course of action now that we're five and three, is it? Five, five and three. three. We're five and three. I see us going four and one down the stretch. Four and one. Uh, four and one, three and two, somewhere in there down the stretch. Okay, so four and one from there. So you have us at eight and four. Yeah, eight and four, or uh, eight and four, or nine. I'm sorry, eight and five, or in regular season, eight and four. Um, but obviously, I expect a bowl game because I mean, you're a power five team that's won above six games. You're going to go to a bowl game. So yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. So Miami next week just got a whole lot more interesting. I, you and, know, and wait, I, wait, Miami has Florida State after us. Like that's that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. If you look at the context of these games coming up, there's not one that I'm like, there's no way we win this game. There's there's not one. But go ahead, yeah, Grace. Actually, to cut you. My my thoughts are pretty similar here to Logan's. Coming into this game, I said I see two more wins in here. I don't know where they are but I do feel like two more wins are somewhere in this mix. You just got one of them against Clemson, and now you got four more opportunities to make a bowl and beyond. So I think the floor raised a smidgen, and I'm going to say seven and five for now. We'll see how next week goes against Miami. Again, they are extremely beatable. You saw them trip all over themselves and lose to Georgia Tech. You saw them almost lose to Virginia. There's something to be said there. Miami is extremely, extremely beatable. And I, I hope that doesn't get lost in surely the hubbub to come throughout the rest of this week here. And a win for NC State here, mentioned this on Friday, I believe it was, can do a world of difference for the confidence moving forward. The issues are still evident. The offense is still very mid to sometimes usually bad. Yeah. But when you get yeah. the occasional flash from KC, and I want to say this too, you know, moving forward, the, the book is now going to be out on KC. And so how you use him is going to be a very fine line between creative and predictable. Because ultimately, we've shown we can only really go one place with the ball and experience some success. Yeah. Teams like Miami are going to be hyper-focused on that. So again, Anai might have to put out some flyers. He might have to rent out a billboard calling everyone else not named KC. Please show up against Miami. It is a party. We got food. We got drinks. Who wants some? Because we got some. We It's plentiful. We got the name brand stuff. We don't got RC Cola and uh, uh, Food Lion <laughs> Bread, Dr. Pib and all Dr. that. We Pib. got we got name brand stuff back here. We got Coca-Cola and Pepsi, whichever you prefer. Come on with it. Yeah, so 
for for the time going forward, and of course we'll reassess this each week. I think we're going to go seven and five. Um, now, where those next two wins are going to come from, I still probably couldn't tell you. I I do feel like we're going to beat Wake. I said this in the preseason. This is going to be the year that we get that Wake monkey off of our back. For whatever reason, we cannot play well in Winston Salem. I think we're going to do it this year. And then the other win, whether it's Miami, whether it is Virginia Tech on the road or UNC, don't know yet. Don't know yet. I'll have to circle back with you. But I think we're going to finish seven and five. This this game today is a great win. There's still problems to discuss. We're going to do plenty of that on Monday and Tuesday. But this is a game where I am happy with just coming out with the win because it's Clemson. And that, I mean, is Clemson the Clemson, like Steve Smith was saying, is Clemson the Clemson we've known? No, but it's Clemson. And that matters to NC State. That matters for the rest of the season. That matters to this coaching staff. That matters to the locker room, the recruits, you name it. That matters. And so what I now want to see is you have to build off of this. I want to see the same momentum against Miami. you got a night game next week. You're going to have all the lights. You're going to have a primetime slot. It's 8 p.m. You better show up to that one. You have to show up to that one because then you might have something. Then you can put together a winning streak. And who knows? Maybe we do win eight games, maybe even nine if you get super hot here at the end of the season. But you have got to find a way to turn this win into two wins. You talk about a history of NC State turning one loss into multiple losses. Turn this win into multiple wins. We hope at least one more against Miami, and then we'll talk before we go on the road. Find a way. Find a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, stay tuned for our coverage next week. We got a few... uh... A few folks from the hard court that'll be on. Uh, we'll we'll be bringing you some we've basketball been, coverage. Cooking. Not just we, Kevin Keats has been in the kitchen. We might yeah. be in that kitchen too. Yeah, yeah. We we might have handed them some saison, some garlic powder, some onion powder. But we we'll 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 pull down up up out of the cabinet this week. So stick around because we're we're gonna have some really really great stuff for you all. We got some great content coming in terms of current and former Wolfpack players uh, in terms of basketball coming on in these upcoming weeks. Also in the process of getting a former Wolfpack receiver that you're, you are going to want to hear from as well. Uh, have some interesting conversations about this receiving core uh, on the way as well. But again, thank you all so much for the support. We see a lot of uh, a lot of support with us in here, this live chat, plenty of you watching. Again, every time we get on here, every time I get off of here as well, I always feel so grateful uh, for the support we have from all of our listeners. It means a lot to us. You know, we would do this every single day of the week if we could because it is so cool to be able to talk about NC State with more people than just ourselves. Sometimes it's nice to hear from other people as well but and, and some of these folks have been here since it was just me and and only no no theme song no nothing Benton used just to talk to himself on here yeah <laughs> just thugging it out for 30 minutes y'all used to be here <laughs> so we appreciate you and i'm glad to bring grayson on and, and grow out this uh locked on wolfpack family yeah we're, we're con- continuing to grow we cannot do that without all of our listeners we're grateful for the support be sure to comment on this live stream hit us with a like hit us with a subscribe again we're so close to 800 we want to hit that mark and blow past it as well. We're going to keep on growing this thing. we got a lot of good content on the way, so stay tuned with us. We will see you all on Monday. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.